This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. I'm Marcus. Chris will be back Friday, but um, I'll be joined by you in this hour at 508-996-0500. And I'll also be joined by Attleboro Mayor and now Democratic nominee for Bristol Sheriff, uh, Paul Haru. Hi, Mayor Haru. How are you? Hey, Marcus. Thanks for having me back on. Absolutely. So uh, congrats on your, um, I think, pretty clear victory. It looks like it's about nine, ten point victory uh, in the Democratic primary. Um, what do you, why do you think you were successful? What do you think uh, resonated with the vote, uh, the, the primary voters in Bristol County? Well, I think um, primary voters who voted for me or Nick or George all want change in Bristol County, and they basically. Um, were persuaded for one reason or another to vote for one of the three of us. And um, I think our messages were all fairly similar. Really, we, we should be focusing on rehabilitation. We should be uh, trying to improve the conditions in the jail for the people who work there. And, you know, this, uh, you know, all three of us really have a message of being smart on crime rather than tough on crime, because tough on crime is just sort of, you know, a talking point. Um, so, you know, so... I think the difference was I have an excellent, well-organized team, uh, people who have grassroots uh, experience in campaigning, you know, people who know how to not, you know, get out there and knock on doors, uh, do phone banking, uh, sign holdings at busy intersections, you know, all, all of the traditional elements of a campaign. And, you know, they, they're motivated. You know, they, they are, they're not volunteers who just say, yeah, yeah, I'll sign up, I'll do that, but they never do. No, these people are out there working. And so, um, you know, they, I, I couldn't have won without them. Uh, even if I had knocked on the 11,000 doors I did, it, without them, I would not have won. So I think, um, I, I think the decisive victory was probably because of the, the doors, but the victory itself is, it belongs to the team. We're speaking with um, Attleboro Mayor Paul Haru, who's now the Democratic nominee for Bristol County Sheriff, facing Tom Hodgson in the fall. I do want to talk about, you know, you, you said you had similar messages. Uh, Nick Bernier um, has said that you've gone too far left. Now, I had you guys in the studio. You all agreed to support each other in the general. and But apparently somewhere between then and the following day when they got a mailer that they didn't like, you went too far left, uh, and he says he's not going to endorse you. Um, what's your reaction to that? Yeah, that's whatever. You know, it's. Um, I mean, as far as the going too far left, I mean, Nick is the one who had said that he doesn't support uh, solitary confinement at all, and there is a place for solitary confinement if an inmate is going to be a harm to themselves or a harm to someone else. Yeah. Um, you know, so so Nick's position on that issue, and it's a very important issue, um, was actually to the left of me. Um, he had said he wanted the endorsement of BCCJ. He didn't get it. I did, and and that that's a you know pretty uh, progressive organization. Uh, and so, you know, I, I don't really know what he's talking about. I don't either. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's you know that's. Um, 
you know, that that's yesterday. I mean, he's, he is upset with that mailing that I did, but uh, you know, you know I've, I've heard you and Ted talk and, you know, the mailing, um, as you and I have talked about and other people, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a negative piece. I mean, right. a negative piece would have been me going after his, uh, you know, like, I don't like personal things, you know, that that's a negative. Yeah. 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 yeah make, like his, 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 his business relationship with uh, Jay's Korea who's in federal prison, something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, that something like that, just ra- trying to raise doubt in the character yeah. of the person, you yeah. know, or there, you know, that's a negative thing. Yeah. Talking about the fact that I have management experience of an organization with 500 employees and a, ma- a budget of $165 million and putting in as a contrast, like I, you know, I put a question mark next to those things on the mailing that I don't know what his management experience was or his budgeting experience. That's not negative. That's just a contrast, you know, yeah. and that's just to just differentiate the, the candidates. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. You know, hopefully he'll come around. I, I don't think he will, but that's that's fine. I mean, it's I don't ever look for endorsements in my campaigns. Although I have to admit, though, Nick surprised me. Um, he, he did. He actually he got uh, he did a lot better than I thought he would. <laughs> and uh, and I don't mean that as an insult, but you know, the, uh, he he basically ran a campaign with uh, endorsements. I mean, and yeah. that was a central part of his campaign, and. He actually, I thought George McNeil was going to come in second. I really did. I thought wow. George's resume, I, I, I did. I thought George's resume, I thought George, um, I mean, George had palm cards. Nick mm-hmm. didn't have palm cards. George had billboards. Nick didn't have billboards. You know, George, um, I, I, I know George is out there doing sign holdings. I, I, I don't remember ever seeing Nick doing any, but he may have done some. So I thought George had, and George did multiple mailings in some communities, in some parts of some communities. So I actually thought George was going to come in ahead of Nick, um, you know, not because, you know, Nick's a, a flawed person or anything, you know, not, nothing like that. I, I just I just thought George actually ran a more aggressive campaign. But Nick's endorsements and his connections to the establishment, that actually really surprised me. I didn't think that would pay off, but apparently Nick knew something about that, and it did. You said, um, would you, um, you said this to me, uh, endorsements don't win elections, hard work does? Hard work. Right. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, clearly true. So uh, we're speaking with Attleboro Mayor Paul Haru, candidate for Bristol County Sheriff. Let's talk about the candidate that's still in the race that you're facing, uh, can, uh, Sher- Sheriff Tom Hodgson. So he's a well-financed, long-tenured incumbent. Uh, he's faced Democratic challenges before and been successful. Um, what contrast are you going to draw between yourself and the sheriff uh, going forward? Well, you know, for one, the, the first most glaring one is that Hodgson wants to be sheriff for life, and I don't want to do that. I, I will be sheriff for one, maybe two terms, because my goal as an elected official is to go in, improve the system, and then move on. I did that as mayor. I went in. I stabilized the school budget, made the city a cleaner, greener city. We're doing a lot of infrastructure projects this year. Um, you know, there's, there's just a, you know, a, a tough, some of the projects we've done, you know, the city has fewer vacancies in the center of town. So, you know, then now we're moving on, you know, so because I don't want to be mayor for life. Even if I wasn't running for sheriff or anything else, I would be done being mayor and I would go off and do something else. Sure. You know, and so if I get elected sheriff, what I want to do is run, you know, reform the system, make it a more modern jail system and then move on. You know, that might take one term or maybe two terms, but I won't go past two terms. And Hodgson, one of the, the glaring policy differences 
is that, you know, I'm really focused on rehabilitation. He says he is, but he doesn't produce any numbers that show how many people are participating in programs and, more importantly, of the people who participate in programs, what is their success upon release? Does the drug treatment program actually reduce drug offending upon release? He doesn't know. He has no idea. He's never measured it in 25 years. Does the anger management program reduce violence after release? He has no idea. He doesn't measure it. He just, you know, because it's not a priority to him. So that's a big glaring difference. And, you know, you might say, well, that's kind of a nerdy thing to be worried about measuring programs. No, that's taxpayer dollars. And people want to know that their taxpayer dollars are being spent effectively by the government that works for them. Well, this is all in service to just to... Uh, this is all in service, just to break it down in a way that the audience maybe can understand better. This is all in service to keeping the community safer by making sure people are less likely to reoffend. Yeah. So Hodgson has the highest rate of recidivism in the state. You know, Bristol County. Recidivism, by the way, just for people to know, recidivism is basically someone's, someone re-offend. being, yeah, reoffending, being released from incarceration and then reoffending. Right. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So he, and there's different ways of defining it. Um, and I'm looking forward to debating him on this issue because, quite honestly, I don't think he knows what he's talking about when it comes to this issue. Um, you know, I've listened to him, and he contradicts himself sometimes. And other times, you know, other times he says stuff that's just not true. Um, so, well, know, let me I'm, let me let me actually just tell you what I I had a conversation with him a couple weeks ago, and I listened to it. You did listen to it, so I did. you you uh, what's what was your thoughts? I I had asked him. I had said, hey, Bristol County has, I think I think it was the second highest rate of recidivism uh, based on the numbers, the most recent data in the in the Commonwealth. And he said, well, there's different ways of measuring recidivism. Okay, so first of all, we actually have the highest rate. The, the one county that has a higher rate um, only is has, well, 15 inmates in it that was in okay. that sample size. So you can't actually include that because the sample size is too low to draw any real conclusions from it. So number one, that you know, so that county, you know, you really can't use that as like a like a, a comparison because it's it's just it's it's ineffective. So, but as far as see, this is where he he doesn't know what he's talking about, or he does, and he's does you know he uh, is trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. Which, but when you're talking about the numbers that are being released by the Mass Department of Correction. They are comparing apples to apples. You know, the, the, the methodology is all spelled out in that report, in all the reports they do on recidivism. You know, they say this is the methodology. We are comparing each of the different counties using the same definition, using the same source of data, the BOP. The, uh, you know, so, you know, for him to say, oh, it's a different definition. No, no, he's actually wrong. It, you know, it's a three-year definition of recidivism, uh, you know, reoffending, And, you know, they have numbers with a violation of parole, which is a, sometimes a technical violation. And then they also have without. So, you know, he's actually, he's full of it. You know, he, he's, mm-hmm. he's trying to say to people, well, you know, the, that, that number doesn't really mean anything, uh, you know, because of different definitions. No, actually, you know, with all due respect, sir, I was director of research and planning for that division back in 2008, 2009. I, I know how they produced that report, and that report is uniform definition. He likes to say it's different because that's a deflection. But, you know, he, he actually holds the distinction of having the highest rate of suicide, um, you know, among inmates in the state as well. And, you know, that's, that's a body is a body, you know. So, I mean, right. what, what's his, what does he say about that? Oh, well, you know, just, I don't know. I mean, 
Like, what is what is his excuse for that? I'd like to hear that. But, you know, recidivism is a, a highly technical and nuanced measurement, and there's different ways to measure recidivism, none of which I think he knows how to do. Um, and that's the chief job of a house of correction. Are you correcting the behavior? Well, chief after keeping the people locked up and not letting them out, you know, right. that's, that's the, the main job, you know. But, you know, it, it's... Um, a- after that, it's making sure that the people are better off when they're released. I, I would say he, he, he has failed at that. You know, and evidence of that is the highest rate of recidivism in the state. Well, so let's talk about that a little bit because, you know, there's a, I guess, sort of an argument or not an argument. It's just sort of a, a, a thing that said like, oh, well, if you have a, a more... Uh, I guess, democratic, uh, big D democratic uh, philosophy on corrections, then you're going to just release everybody. But you don't actually have the authority to do that. Uh, That would be a judge. Um, And you, um, not only that, uh, you know, these people are getting out when they're going to get out. What you want to do is make sure that they're best positioned to not commit any more crimes and victimize people. Exactly. I mean, the sheriff, I've seen comments like that on social media. Oh, this guy, this hero guy, he's going to be letting inmates out. And, you know, they're going to use the, the sheriff doesn't have the authority to do that. Right. Okay? The sheriff doesn't have the authority to uh, hold somebody longer than the judge has ordered or to release them before the judge um, has, you know, awarded. So we don't control a jail and a prison doesn't control who goes to its doors and for how long they stay. You know, they don't control it. That's all determined by the, the courts and, you know, with a lot of input by the district attorney, but ultimately decided by the, uh, the court. So, yeah, it, that, that's kind of a silly, it's, again, it, it's, it's people who are talking about things when they don't even know what they're talking about. You know, they just, yeah. they just, some, some people just, and you know, those people, they're never going to vote for me. I know I've seen them comment on my Facebook page and, and that's fine. They, they don't have to. Um, but, you know, they're going to vote for Hodgson just because, oh, I'm a tough guy and nobody's tougher on crime than me. Well, you know, how much of a good rehabilitative environment are you offering if you're acting like that tough guy and, you know, you're stressing people out as they're participating in a, um, like a drug treatment program or a mental health program? I mean, I'll tell you, the clinicians, and I have a degree in psychology, the clinicians, they're going to say, no, no, this is counterproductive, you know, uh, trying to um, interfere with uh, you know, rehabilitation. And I'm not talking about running a country club. There's ways you can hold people accountable. I'm talking about running an, uh, an institution where rehabilitation is really offered, not just talked about because it's campaign season. We're speaking with uh, Attleboro Mayor Paul Haru, who's now the Democratic nominee for Bristol County Sheriff facing Tom Hodgson this fall. So, um, one more point I want to hit on, because uh, I, t- I had, when I had uh, Sheriff Hodgson on, uh, he had talked about... Um, so what uh some of the messaging that you and even the other candidates that you beat were were putting forward is that law enforcement has little to nothing to do with the with the um job of a sheriff and the sheriff had highlighted some of the law enforcement initiatives some of the assistance that he's given to police officers and we had in fact the former president of the New Bedford Police Union call in and talk about some of the some of the work that Sheriff Hodgson is doing. So, if you're become sheriff, are are you going to um you know are you going to end that assist those assistant programs with law enforcement, or are you planning on continuing them or limiting them in any way? So just so yeah, the the main job of a Massachusetts sheriff is to run a county jail, care, custody, control, and rehabilitation. That's the main job. A sheriff has limited law enforcement authority. 
And, you know, in, now in Massachusetts, the only way you can actually be a law enforcement officer is if you graduate from the uh, one of the police academies. Otherwise, you're not a licensed police officer. You're not, you know, and, and the your your ability to do things is severely limited. You know, Hodgson actually said something again. He kind of kind of the, the devil's in the details and it's this kind of sleight of hand, you know, where he's not being he's being disingenuous, where he is being disingenuous. Um he said, you know, we can do traffic stops. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can pull somebody over, but you can't issue a uh, a citation. You know, two two court rulings have said that deputy sheriffs and the sheriff cannot issue a traffic citation. You know, so there's um aside from that you know the uh, no, I will answer your question though because I'm kind of dancing around it right now and I, mm-hmm. I you know but aside from that though the main job of the sheriff is to run a county jail and so if you're spreading your uh, resources a little bit too thin you're really not focused on running a county jail so when I took over as mayor I succeeded somebody who was the second longest serving mayor in Attleboro history uh, Kevin Dumas he was the youngest elected and second longest serving and when I arrived. I didn't just start changing things. I didn't just start cutting things or firing people. You know, I just laying people off. That's not what I did. When you, you know, yet you, you have to go into an organization if you're new to it. I think it's and, worth yeah. noting, by the way, you didn't succeed him. You you beat him in an election. You you beat him. Well, yeah, that's right. You, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I I won with fifty four percent, and he, you know, he had forty six percent or forty five percent, and you know, so yeah. And I ran. And you know, a lot of people asked me to run against him, and so I did, and you know, and I um, you know, I won that race, and. But when I when I became mayor, I was taken over after somebody who was mayor for 14 years. So most of the department heads he hired, and you know the institution, the the city government administration was, you know, kind of looking more like his personality. So when I started, I for the first several months, um, you know, I started working towards some goals that I had, like stabilizing the school budget was one of them. Um, but other things I would just watch listen, learn, and listen to the department heads. Find out why they do what they do. You know, there's a reason for everything. Once you know the reason for something, then you can either keep it or change it. And so I, if I get elected sheriff, it's day one is not going to be a radical shift in the, you know, how we do things. Day one is going to be um, meeting people. It's going to be learning about why things are the way they are. It's going to be you know, meeting with the correctional union, asking them what they need, what, if anything, they need, and what, what should be done different. Um, you know, it, the, the fir- little bit that you do at first is learning. It, and, you know, so then once you get a good sense of why things are the way they are, what you can, what can and should be done, um, it, then you can start making the changes that you campaigned on because a, the public owns that institution, not the sheriff. You know, and so the public will elect somebody who they want to see that vision carried out in the county jail. And so there's a mandate to do the things that you campaign on. Those are called campaign promises. Joe Biden, for example, this is going to be unpopular. Joe Biden campaigned on debt forgiveness for, for uh, student loan forgiveness. He campaigned on it. He had a mandate for it. He had, you know, and, and then he, he delivered, a, you know, a small um a small amount, you know, ten thousand dollars is, you know, relative. You know, I, I call it small compared because I have one hundred eighty-four thousand dollars in student loans, but that's ten thousand small to me. You know, right. you have one hundred eighty-four. But um, yeah, so that that's what the public expects. You know, but you can't just go in and start changing things on day one. You know, just like a uh, Barack Obama, perfect example. Barack Obama, he said, on day one, I will close Guantanamo Bay. 
when he was campaigning. Yeah. Eight years later, it was still open. Right. <laughs> so, you know, so just the same thing with Ash Street Jail. Day one, I will close Ash Street Jail. Well, guess what? You know, you might be causing more problems than you're solving. Should yeah. it be closed? Yeah. But we have to do it the right way. You know, and, and you, you know, you have to look at why things are the way they are before you actually start changing things. Um, but, you know, there, there are some glaring differences between me and Hodgson that, um, you know, have to do with the overall atmosphere of the jail. And that's that's what I look forward to uh, implementing. Uh, Attleboro Mayor Paul Haru, the Democratic nominee for Bristol County Sheriff, facing Tom Hodgson in the fall. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight. Where can people go to learn about uh, more about your campaign? Uh, easiest place is my website, paulharu.org, P-A-U-L-H-E-R-O-U-X.org. Um, very easy to find with a quick inter- Internet search. And, yeah, pretty much everything about me is right there. And, um, you know, people want to get involved, you know, with uh, volunteering or donating or putting up a yard sign, whatever it is, they can all do that right through the website. Congrats on your victory. And uh, I look forward to having you and Sheriff Hodgson here in studio. I think that's going to be a a good debate. Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Mayor Haru. Appreciate it. That was Attleboro Mayor Paul Haru. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be taking your calls at 508-996-0500. Hey, welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Uh, Chris will be back Friday, but I'll be joined by you at 508-996-0500. Yeah, I mean, Paul's staying on message, which is great, um, but, uh, you know, not allowing the distraction of Nick Bernier, who's being a sore loser, to... And, and listen, I didn't feel like I had enough time to talk about this in the, in the last hour, and it's really, uh, it's really, like, I was annoyed by it. I know other people were annoyed by it. Especially people who are Democrats and want to want a competitive election between Hodgson and the Democrat. And again, I've I've talked to Nick. I, I, I've had him on. I think he's a nice. I think he's a gentleman uh, for the most part. Until I mean, you know, and I, I think for the most part. But during this election, how he's reacted in the last two weeks has been, I think, I would describe as incorrigible. It's been awful. I mean, the, first of all, we talked about it earlier when he called in, you know, when he, when he, you know, when Haru sent that mailer, which, you know, you heard Ted Nisi talk about it. Ted Nisi obviously knows politics very well. He covers it for a living. Says, no, I don't think that was a, ne- I didn't think that was a negative mailer. It didn't seem like a negative mailer to me. It seemed like a contrast piece. Paul Haru, who's actually won elections before, said it's a contrast piece. I said that. I think most people have said that it's a contrast piece. The mailer that, that showed Haru's experience versus the experience of McNeil and Bernier, both winning elections, running jails, and all of that. And his reaction was to send out a press release to say, oh, well, uh, Paul Haru betrays his, the voters of Attleboro. He's done it two times already. Will he do it again? Well, guess what? Attleboro voters clearly aren't that mad about uh, Paul Haru running for sheriff because he got five times the amount of votes Nick Bernier did in, the, uh, in Attleboro in the Democratic primary. So, um, you know, first of all, asking for a recount when you've got like a 2,000, 2000, 3,000 vote deficit is ridiculous in and of itself. But then to go on and say, if you're going to run this race, if you think you should be the sheriff for the next six years and that Tom and that Tom Hodgson should not. And that Tom Hodgson should not be sheriff. And you you sat here in front of me and said, Tom Hodgson needs to go. We need to have the best candidate to beat Tom Hodgson. If that was the mission that the that the Democratic candidates were putting forward, and I'm not taking one a position on that one way or the other. They're saying the best candidate is the one that can beat Tom Hodgson. If you're saying that, then why would you then basically endorse Tom Hodgson after you lose? He threw a hissy fit. 
He did. He threw a hissy fit. He said first he said he wanted to re- he was gonna he was gonna maybe ask for a recount. Then he said, "Oh well, Paul Haru went too far left, right? He went too far left." When from the time that you said here on uh, in my show on my show that we need a that we need a uh, uh, that we need a guy who can beat Tom Hodge and I'll support who, whatever Democrat comes out to the time that Mailer came out the next day. Or the two weeks later, what two, what far left position did he take from there? None. It's clearly, and I think this comment, I think this comment, uh, I saw this comment on his because he made a statement. He went too far left. Blah blah blah. He, someone said it perfectly, and I want to read it. I'm not a big fan of Facebook comments, but I'm a big fan of of this facebook comment and i'm going to read it to you someone said uh it's extremely unfortunate that you're going to allow your hurt feelings to outweigh the critical work that you and other the other two democratic democratic candidates shared a vision for during this campaign if you really wanted the sheriff out you would continue to do what's what's going to improve the chances of that happening right so if you were to say because i think the democratic candidate said well i think the you know the prison population of bristol county could be treated better and it could make the community safer you know with a different candidate if you actually believe that if it was about them the people that need your help that you think need your help and not yourself then you wouldn't behave that way then you wouldn't go endorse the guy that you're going to run against immediately after you lose absolutely ridiculous behavior ridiculous behavior from a person I know, I, I I know to be a guy that's very involved in the community, that does a lot of good community work, that I think could be competitive. Clearly, in a Fall River election, right? The numbers were good for him, but behavior like that kind of ruins it. I think it ruins your image. It's just not a way to. If you're going to lose, lose gracefully. It's not a way to lose gracefully. You look like a baby. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. And take that. Sorry, I just hate it so much. I know it's terrible. Yeah. I, I, you're sort of glad that it, the guy didn't make it, you know, kind of thing. I, I mean, I'll say, I'll say, if that's the way you're going to behave, right? How are you going to take on Tom Hodgson if you're going to behave that way? How are you going to take right. on a guy like Hodgson if you can't, if you can't, if you can't handle a mailer? And then Mark is a, it becomes a character issue, and that that's one of the great things that your program is exposing. Yeah, you know those folks with character, like the guy that lost to to uh, uh, what you call it over Battle Poison. He. He lost gracefully. He did. You know, and that's a guy I'll think about down the road. Exactly. This guy, this guy I ain't going to think about no more. Exactly. Um, exactly. So that's it's, the- it's part of part of the, I don't want to call it the political game, but part of political professionalism, if you will. Yeah, you know? yeah. If you bow well, out gracefully, if people li- if you if you leave people with a good impression after, because if Nick Bernier didn't behave that way in the last two weeks, so I said, "Hey, you know what?" And I still believe he's. I don't think he's a bad guy, but his his he's just uh, that 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 behavior is someone that's not prepared to take elected office. I'm sorry, that's, that's correct. You know. Anyway, I, yeah. Uh, the reason why I called, um, since you guys are so good at, at running down numbers, would you be able to tell me the turnout in New Bedford? So Mayor Mitchell was on with Tim today. He said a, a little over thirteen percent. That's it, thirteen percent. He said it was an he said it was an improvement from the last midterm election, apparently. But you know, uh, I know the city elections have been down significantly in the last few years, and I know the elections in general have been down the last few years. And the, what's weird is the election turnout has gone down, but the amount of time it takes to get these results down uh results out have gone up it's it's totally ridiculous I, something's going on yeah you get that and uh what about statewide what does it turn out statewide 
I don't know the exact percentage. I will. I, will, I can get that figure. I know Galvin had uh, estimated 1.1 million voters, which would be more, I think, more uh, in the primary, which would be more primary voters than the last uh election cycle i know he did anticipate and there's about what seven million people in the commonwealth not everybody's a registered voter um but 1.1 million is what he said yeah i think it's four so it'd be about 26 27 percent that makes that, that sounds about right yeah and then uh we're probably looking at somewhere between 30 and 32 percent for the final yeah that would sound so about that, right that, that would be an improvement in new bedford if we if we, we got that much but, oh, God. Uh, yeah there's, I, there's no way they're going to get 32 percent in the in the in the general there's no way. Yeah, I know. They run behind it, everybody else. We're hoping that, I guess, yeah. is the best way to say it. Um, the, the other thing uh, in, in this particular turn, I was glad Quinn run uh, won. Yeah. Uh, he, got, he had poll workers down there early morning down at Hazelwood Park, and I got to talk to them briefly after, and I made my comments to him uh, about, you know, the rape kit thing. I said mm-hmm. just that one issue uh, would have got him elected. I, I think that's a tremendous thing that he did there. Yeah, and, uh, and, and you know, I know his opponent tried to hit him on that. And said, "Oh, well, they. Why didn't you test them before?" It's like you don't understand how bad the dr- the the test the 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 labs are in Massachusetts. They're really bad. And he yeah. was able to get a, he had to secure a grant to do it because you only get a certain budget when you're the DA. So he was able to secure a grant and do it. And he didn't actually have to do it. He could have just sat on it. So yeah, not only that, you know, it just be. I don't know if anybody's ever tried to get a federal grant uh, from from a position like that, but yeah. it's very very difficult. It's it hard. Be, something that you click your fingers it, it happens over a course yeah. of time so you put some good effort into that I'm, I'm glad he won i think he's a great candidate and i hope he stays there for a while i agree uh, uh the other one was uh i'm glad the the lady in the registry of deeds did what she did and i mm-hmm. was kind of uh, a little bit upset with jeff deal I'm not. I'm. I'm all. I'm all for it because you know. I. I mean. I. I Obviously, I'm. You know, a registered Democrat. I want more Healy to win, and I want. um, And I also want the driver's license bill uh, ballot question, the repeal of that, to fail. And I'd like the fair share amendment passed. And I think attaching Jeff Deal to those things is good for the people that are, um, you know, taking a the 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 more left position on him. Yeah, I was just sort of surprised. I mean it. It, you looked at a candidate like that and, and said, wow, he doesn't have enough money. He hasn't mm-hmm. really been campaigning, doesn't debate. You know, it's mm-hmm. over for him. And for that to happen the way it did, I guess it, it's the, uh, he, uh, the, the, the Trump supports he, that. He had name recognition. He ran on, he had, uh, he had party wide name recognition across the state because he ran for Senate and because he was Trump's campaign chair and because he was endorsed by Trump. So what he wanted to do is, he was playing with a lead, so he just wanted to play keep away. It's like it's the fourth quarter. You're up two scores. You know, you just run the ball. He didn't want to right. do anything risky, uh, which would be like debate somebody because he knew. I mean, I think in that Howie Carr debate, which a lot of people heard heard here on WBSM, I think you know it seemed pretty clear that that Doty was won the, that debate. Right, right. That, that's the other issue. But I like that analysis you just did. Gave, I don't yeah. think of it that way. Yeah, he's playing um, with the lead, so like you can only lose you can only lose support by by going out there. Honestly, so now now in the, in uh, uh, state representative races, is there any opposition to Tony Cabral or Mark Montigny? No, 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 no opposition. So no. they're in, 
And then how about John Saunders and the opposition to him? No, there was last time in 2018. Uh, there was a guy, I think his name was Frank Durant. I think he was from Attleboro, actually. He ran for county commissioner, but Saunders washed him. He, he got like 70% of the vote in the primary. Yeah, so yeah. so they're all in. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I was a little bit surprised of, uh, uh, what's her name, Cam- Campbell? Uh, um, Andrea Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was surprised there. I, I thought that the other lady was had done enough work, uh, and uh, I think I, I did get some uh, mailers from Campbell, uh, yeah. but I also got mailers from the other lady. I, I just thought that uh, uh, to, to have that job as Attorney General, it, it had to be a little bit more uh, background substance, if you will, not so much just legislative branch government stuff. And uh, yeah. I didn't think the lady had enough uh, executive well, experience. Well, you look at Maura Healy. I mean, she was the civil rights chief of the um, of the of the attorney general's office for some time before she ran for the job. She worked for Martha Coakley. So, yeah, I right. mean, I think you're right, typically. But um, Andrea Campbell, you know, is I think, you know, it's also kind of an administrative job. She was a lawyer for Deval Patrick. Boston City Council president. Um, you know, you can make the argument about qualifications and all that, but Andrea Campbell's name recognition in Boston, I think, was very, very strong. And yeah. she, and and you know what, Maura Healy, who had the job, you know, who knows what the job entails, supported yeah, her. her. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, not yeah. just endorsed her. I mean, really went out of her way to to. Yeah. She really wanted her there. She she made those Kennedy Lyndon Johnson style campaign buttons, you know, on yeah. on, on social media for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All good, but uh, congratulations again. I thought the, uh, the coverage was excellent. Well, uh, we're getting an extra hour uh, in November, so I'm oh, they're gonna give it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I talked to management. <laughs> I, I talked to management today, and they both said. Good. I mean, that they said that. I, that's you know, they, I don't want to you know put the cart before the horse, but they told me it was yeah. it would be fine. And then they'll uh, the returns from New Bedford will be a little quicker, probably, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> all right, man. Good. All right, thanks, Tom. Appreciate yep. it. Yeah, so those are all the results. And again, I and I wanted to bring up the the primary thing and, and the Bernier stuff because I just didn't. I hated it. I hated everything about it. Like the you know, I'm not I'm not trying to like harangue the person, but I just don't like that behavior. And I think it doesn't serve the people of the county well to to behave in that way and to like make comments about people's personal lives like they're single and all of that. That was just crappy stuff on on behalf of Bernier. It was just it was crappy and. Not becoming a political candidate again. I think he could cut his losses, you know, cut bait and run for like clearly the numbers far were good. Could have ran for city council, maybe still could. But I think a lot of people look at that behavior and say, "Sore loser." You know, look at Rick Trapillo. Uh, Rick Trapillo is the the model for how you bow out of a race that you came up short in. He called in immediately after I we read, you know, because we were able to get we were the first to report those numbers here at WBSM from uh, from Strauss's returns in in Fairhaven. And based on Strauss's returns in Fairhaven, he was he you know, he had won that election. He got 73 percent in Fairhaven, 80 percent, 87 percent in Rochester. Then I got I had gotten a text from Bill Strauss after saying he got 73 percent in Fairhaven, 87 percent in Rochester. After that, that, that's the you know, that's 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 the game. Right. But as soon as that was reported that Strauss had won, right? As soon as we, we were able to get that to you guys as soon as we could, we were the you know, you were the first to hear it if you were listening last night. Rick Trapillo called in and made a very nice concession speech and wished Bill Strauss well and said and he said it on my show too, he said he's gonna vote for Strauss in the general election versus the Republican opponent. Because he understands the, the he understands the mission, right? If you are a Democrat and you want democratic values, democratic party values, 
then you don't endorse the Republican because you lost, because you're a sore loser. It doesn't... Anyway, 508-996-0500, I'm going to take a break. 1420 WB. So 500. Good evening. Good evening, Marcus. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going. I was disappointed that saving Dole with Doty didn't work out and uh, Jeff Steele took control of the Republican Party. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, uh, where, where was Charlie Baker in all of this? Did he endorse anybody? No, I, he... Think he, I think he didn't want the albatross around his neck because Doty wasn't... I mean, Doty was a long shot anyway, so um, I don't think he wanted to put his weight behind it. I also think he's kind of... I also kind of think he's, you know... Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to read his mind, but mm-hmm. you got to think Charlie Baker's a little bit disgusted with the state GOP, right? Because he's held the corner office there for for eight years. Mm-hmm. He was the most popular governor in the country. Mm-hmm. He would have easily gotten reelected, mm-hmm. and they would have had the corner office for another four years. Mm-hmm. But they decide. But Jim Lyons and them decided to chase him out of the party, so or chase him out of the election with mm-hmm. Jeff Deal. So he's like, you know what? Screw it. Make the you know you you made your bed. Go lie in it. Does, do you think there is anything to fear from Jeff Deal? I, you know, like nobody ever thought that Trump would win as president either. And, uh, you know, I, no. I, I think a lot of times that. Yeah, but was, Trump didn't win here. No, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, true. The yeah, Trump that, didn't that win here. But, but could we have the same thing here with Deal? I hope not. I, yeah, I'm no. not a Trumpist. You know, I, I just hope, uh, you know, Maura Healy just doesn't say, oh, it's in the bag. And maybe somehow this guy slips in like well, Trump slips in nationally. She's know? she's she. I mean, I, I just don't I just don't see it. I mean, Deal can't even raise money. Yeah, $16,000. I think he's got. Yeah, wife. that's that's pathetic. Well, was, was Trump to help him with some of that? That's like sad for a city council running for re-election honestly that's that's pathetic that's a pathetic yeah. amount of money so I know, like he, I know. he's dipping into the public financing account he, he can't run his kid it'd be one thing if it was like a glenn youngkin who like you know glenn youngkin is a personally wealthy guy mm-hmm. had you know works mm-hmm. as dc insider could tap into a large donor base but like he's not he just doesn't have the he well, doesn't have them he doesn't again, have the resources my, my question why doesn't trump slip him some cash no i i, I don't know because appara- apparently I don't know if Trump's. I don't know if Trump slips anybody cash. I don't think that's a thing he does. You know, I think Trump slips himself some cash. Yeah, that's about Trump's it. Trump's looking out for himself. That's yeah, it. I don't think. Well, I, I was disappointed because I would have liked to seen a more moderate Republican in that office yeah. rather than uh, if this deal guy gets in there, the big deal. I don't know. Uh, I yeah, I, I just no. hope Maura Healy doesn't take him too uh, easily, and uh, you end up having some sort of upset that I can't even foresee. Yeah, no, I, I just don't. I just don't see it. Um, but you know, I, I guess anything can happen. I did talk to somebody who's involved in the state GOP. They said, "Oh, there's stuff on Mora that mm-hmm. you know hasn't come out because she's had an easy primary." Like, yeah. yeah, whatever, man. She's got like a thirty point lead. It'd have to be real bad. Let me, let it's like ask- she'd have to have, like stolen the Lindbergh baby okay, or something. Let me ask you another question. What happened to Dempsey with uh, the, the uh, young lady there? That the won- a force. I mean, she's yeah. just a very strong campaigner. She's won elections mm-hmm. before. She was a state rep for eight years. Won a Senate election. Um, she got a ton of organized labor support uh which always leads to campaign support because P- labor unions if they you know if they really strongly support you they go knock doors for you she's got a she's a, a, i think a fantastic political talent it's got a great personality what so was, what was the difference in the votes there percentage wise or number wise you know uh it was it by? was it was like 54 to 46 hey i'm up against the okay, heartbreak i, I gotta take it thank take you care, guys. all right 